0: You're listening to The Powerhouse Musician, a podcast for classical musicians to hone the business skills we need to thrive in today's classical music scene. I'm Rebecca Lane, your music studio and business coach, owner and director of the Lane School of Music and Rebecca Lane Coaching. So buckle up, let's turn you into a powerhouse musician. Today we're talking about the goals that you don't reach. We're talking about the goals that we set, that we put our fixed our eye on, and we said, I'm going to do that, and I know I'm capable of that, and then we missed, and we didn't get there. And we're talking about why that is and what to do about it, because this is a really important piece of the process. All of us as musicians, we set goals. We have performance dates. We have goals for our studios, for our students. We have goals internally for things that we'd like to do, productivity around the house or whatever it is. We set goals all the time. I think musicians are very good at this. And I think this is why musicians often are very great amateur athletes as well as because we're just really good at setting a goal, breaking it down and working towards it. And I think we all know that feeling of setting a goal, breaking it down, working towards it and nailing it. We've all done that at some point. And hopefully for you, you have enough of that, that it's instilled some confidence in you. That's part of Why we tell, you know, other people that being a musician is so great is because it builds us up in so many ways and it teaches us so many skills like that. Reaching goals and learning how to do that is an important process. It's an important life skill. And I think as professional musicians, most of us have that life skill. But what we don't focus on enough is what to do when we don't reach the goal. What happens if we set the goal and we don't, we, we miss the mark, you know, it just, it doesn't, things don't line up for some reason, it doesn't work out, or, you know, we we don't nail the audition, we don't play the piece, we whatever, we don't get the students that we want, that happens, and it should happen, and if it's not happening, then that's a problem too. Failure is part of success. We've talked about this before, if you aren't failing at all, it means you're probably not setting your sights high enough, right, you're not, you know, as aspiring to anything, worthy of you. So today I want to go through this and break this down a little bit because not reaching goals is as healthy and helpful as reaching them. Okay, so number one, this is totally part of the process as we've described. And as I've, you know, everyone sort of knows this, you cannot get anywhere without some level of failure. And failure is very, very normal, especially the higher you start to go. And if you think of success and failure, As kind of a graph, like over time, you know, we have our, our timeline. This is time on the bottom and maybe this is like progress on the top or success or goals or something. If you set your sights up here, this is the goal. If you want to get to there and you're starting here and you're going, you're aiming for that, you're going to build yourself up and gradually, gradually, gradually get better and better at the thing until you achieve your goal or get closer and closer to your goal. But the closer you are to the goal, the further down. The more you could possibly fail, the closer you could get, the bigger a gap it is, I should say, from your goal to where you started from. At the beginning, a failure is very tiny. The closer you get to the goal, the more you feel a failure because it can be that much bigger. So I just want to first put that out there. Sometimes the reason that we are feeling failure so acutely is because the goal is bigger than when we started. It is a much bigger drop from our perceived abilities to the bottom, right? From where we started. So take that with you as well, that this is very relative to how high you are setting your sights. Your failures and your goals need to be put into perspective. The other reason that, you know, failure can be a good thing is a thing that we need to really address and, and think about when we when we don't reach that goal that we set for ourselves, maybe that goal wasn't worthy maybe we didn't actually want it. Maybe it wasn't something that we wanted badly enough in order to do the work to get there. And that's not something that you can realize until you try to achieve it and see how much work it is. I'll give you an example. Last summer, I opened a second music school. We now have three. At the time, we had one and I was opening a second one and it was a big endeavor. And I was like, this is going to be great. We're going to fill the music school. It's going to have hundreds of students. It's going to be amazing. And we didn't. We filled it enough, but it felt like such a failure because it didn't reach the level that I wanted it to. And I knew when I, you know, did my kind of vision work, I knew like, this is what I'm capable of. I can get this to go so far. I can. I know I can get, you know, reach this many students and it's going to be amazing. And we're going to be such a staple in the community and all of that instantly. And we worked instantly. And it was really interesting for me to note that I had no idea how much effort it was going to take over the summer in order to get to that level. And I didn't know that I wasn't really willing to do that work or I wasn't even capable of doing that kind of work in that short amount of time until I tried to do it. So sometimes the goal is unattainable with the skills that we have or the time that we have, but we don't really know that until we go into it. That's something to be aware of. Maybe you didn't miss the goal because you're not capable of it, but maybe you missed it because you're not capable of it yet. Okay, maybe there's some stretching, some growing, some learning to do. We'll talk about that again in a minute. And sometimes the goal was never meant to be met. Like sometimes it, you know, we set a goal and it's so big and we want it so badly and it's it's worthy of our time and so we put that in and we still don't make it. But it was a really worthwhile thing to aim for. It was so high, we wouldn't have even gotten close to that if we hadn't believed that it was possible. So sometimes the goal is worthy. It's something that we should be striving for. We should be putting in the time and the effort and all of that into to get to, but we wouldn't have even gotten as far as we did unless we had thought that we could get that much further. It's kind of like that really silly expression, like aim, aim for the moon, you'll land among the stars, even though like the stars are further away than the moon. But you know what I mean? Like if you aim really far you'll land somewhere in that vicinity. Even if you don't completely get to your target, you'll still go further than if you didn't aim anywhere. So the goal maybe was a really worthy goal. And the fact that we didn't quite reach it is not a representation of failure. It's a representation of how far we had to think and how far we had to know we could work in order to even make any progress. But the third thing I want to say today, and I I just, I really want to, Flush this last piece out a little bit is that we only ever are given what we can hold and there are many you know spiritual teachings that relate to this that you never get more than you can handle and you know the universe will only give you this or that or whatever there are lots of different people who believe in this notion that you will only ever get what you can handle so sometimes we ask for something that is too big for us And what we're given is only what we can handle in that moment. And there is more growing and learning and stretching needed in order to hold that bigger thing. And maybe we're not mature enough or capable enough or whatever for that success yet, for that achievement. And when I think, again, last summer, if we had had the amount of students registering at the same time that I thought we could do, we would have been in trouble. We would not have been able to serve them the music lessons that we want to. We wouldn't have been able to give them the top-notch experience that I want to be able to deliver to them. And so having fewer students actually meant that we were able to do our jobs better. We were able to handle the students that we have and support the teachers that we had much better. If we had had the students that I thought we could have, it would have been a disaster. I didn't know how to hold that many students yet. And that's been a really difficult lesson to learn over and over and over again that we only can hold so much. I only have, there are limits to my abilities at this moment in time. And in order to add things to the pot, I need to take some stuff out first. Number one, I need to make room for it. So what am I willing to let go of in order to make room for this big accomplishment? If it's not in proportion to what I am letting in, then what I want to come in is not going to, okay? So I, I need to make the space equivalent for this new thing to come and occupy it. So this new success, if it's big, it's going to require time and effort. And then often after we accomplish the goal, there's still a lot of time and effort and you know abilities that are needed to just sustain it. So what are we letting go of? How can we make room for that accomplishment to even come and live in our lives? What are we letting go of? But also another way of thinking of this is like, who do I need to be? I would have needed to be a much more proficient leader last summer. I would have needed to delegate many more things than I was capable of doing at the time. I didn't have the systems in place. I didn't know how to portion things out to people in a way that they understood how to do it so that they felt supported. And if I had tried, that would have been a failure. So I wasn't ready to let go of those things. I wasn't ready to be that kind of leader who can achieve that kind of goal. Okay, so who do we need to be? What do we need to let go of? These are things to think about as we think about why our goals maybe are coming at the rate that we want, not achieving them as quickly as we want. So sometimes when we're thinking about what we can (laughs) hold... And what we need to let go of, the things that we need to let go of are not necessarily commitments. They're not necessarily things taxing on our time. They're also ideas of ourself. And that could be, you know, maybe I didn't think last year of myself as a leader of a business, which is what I am. I wasn't ready to take in that role and be that person yet. Or maybe it's an idea of what you think success will bring you. Sometimes these beliefs are very ingrained in us. We think that we're going to have to give up something we're not ready to give up like a friendship or whatever. Sometimes we think that bringing in that success is going to be more, it's going to damage our life more than it's worth. And sometimes those thoughts are buried very deeply. But the thing about it is, you won't actually know unless you try to achieve the goal. So the fact that we label these as failures, that this is a fail, we didn't get to the thing, is not at all failures. It's just data. It's just information that we then need to look at very carefully and repackage so that we can then go out and try again and everything in life is basically trial and error i'm just going to say it so trying again is what we have to do in order to turn that failure into a success if you just leave it there and you never try again then it it does sort of feel like a failure but if you repurpose that data into something much greater it can be so much more useful in your life so much more rewarding when you finally do reach that success. There are so many things to learn from our quote-unquote failures. That's your Monday motivation for today. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Powerhouse Musician. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. To meet more powerhouse musicians like yourself, join my free Facebook group, The Powerhouse Musicians. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Lane, and you are a powerhouse musician.